Hi, my name's Karen O'Connor and welcome to this episode of the Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, today I'm talking to Casey Zhang. Casey was born in a tiny village in rural China and moved over to Australia with her family in the mid-90s. She's educated herself, done a PhD, and she's finally built a business with a network marketing company that does high-level supplements, nutritional supplements. She's built the most enormous team of people underneath her. I'll let her tell you just how big that team is, But the woman is inspirational. The story of her life and the things that she's gone through and the things that she's created for her family are just incredible. Listen up, because this is a really inspirational story. So one of the purposes of the podcast is I believe that everybody has an incredible story to share. And I also think it's, in a way, a lot more inspirational to hear the story of somebody we can relate to than it is to hear the story of, say, Serena Williams or Nicole Kidman, because they're such the top of their field. While it's inspirational, it's also kind of out of reach. But we've all gone through things and survived things and dealt with things that other people would just find incredible how we dealt with it. So when we were talking the other day and you were sharing with me about your brother and your eyesight and then changing to natural health, I'm just like, no, we need to talk about this. (laughs) I would love to have a conversation with you um, and just share that story with people because I think it's so how you dealt with it and the grace that I got from you around how you dealt with it was just incredible. So I do want other people to hear your story and for you to share it. Yeah, actually, um, this is actually my vision board and I created myself. I love people in in the world to hear my story. This is uh, in my vision board, yes. Thank you, Karen, for this uh, amazing opportunity. I actually moved to this country in 1996 just very simple. I'm just come to this country to have a better opportunity because I was grown up uh, in a rural area in China. And actually, in uh, when I was in in there, I was always thinking there's something always in my mind. You know, uh, it's the fire in me, and uh, I love to go outside my country to have a look. And um, the only way in my family, if I want to go abroad, is uh, actually, you know, I have to go through study. Eventually, I got married. So I came here, have a have an intention. I want to make a contribution in, you know, to other people. And I don't know how. Karen, really don't know how. So when I come to this country, and um, I don't speak a word of English, we learn English. But, you know, we don't have the opportunity to speak. So when I arrive here, I have to attend the two English courses for me to get, uh, you know, just everyday language. And then I was got accepted to, to uni and, you know, I have to do my bachelor degree of nursing to convert my qualification to become qualified nurse again. And I just followed that path. And I've been working hard or, you know, it's never been a problem for me because in my whole life, I truly experiencing everything what I want in my life, 
I have to causing it. I um, uh, because I don't know about teamwork. You know, I I'm thinking that you know, in a village like me, if I want to go outside, I have to go through study, and I we don't see any other way. You know, so just very focused. In 1999, I complete my degree, and then I work in a hospital again. Started to uh, working in a hospital again, and being migrant because we left all the network in China, and simply just start from nothing, from scratch, from nothing. Work very hard. Settle with my husband, you know, here in Sydney. Uh, you know, after I graduate from uni, you know, I working in a rehab. In a nursing, and again to work, and、uh, I think actually you mentioned mentioned that you know I lost my brother. I was having a shift,、uh, you know, working as a nurse, and come back home. You know, I was quite pregnant. I was very pregnant, you know, about midway, you know, with my eldest daughter.、Uh, you know, I just got a one phone call from my parents from China that I lost my elder brother, and I could not accept it. You know, he's only thirty nine years old. And we love each other, and because of the condition what I have,、uh, you know, I'm pregnant. And when I heard the sad news, I have a bleeding. You know, I I have a risk of losing my elder daughter. And again, actually, I, I'm very scared. And then I talked to my husband, and then he went to China instead of me because the situation are like that is tragic in a family. And I step up, and then I. I, you know, talk to my husband. I say I love to adopt his daughter, Jessica. And then, actually, since two thousand and two, because you know the process of the application and things like that, and she came to this country and went through being as a migrant from knowing nothing and has to establishing life. And I think actually, Karen, you know, for what I can see is that we value opportunity. I truly value opportunity. Throughout that, I start having my family, and、uh, really every single minute counts. And when I was working in the hospital, I'm thinking, being as a migrant, I think you know, I'm not anything different. You know, how can I step up? The only thing I can think is go through again the postgraduate study, and I did, and then I put myself in. And at that time, I already have two daughters and plus Jessica. The life is、uh, every minute, every single minute counts. It's also every morning I wake up two or three o'clock in the morning and doing my assignment six to seven o'clock, and then has to prepare my two daughters go to the daycare, and I will be scrubbing in the operating theater, and plus I'm doing my postgraduate study. So about one year and a half, I myself I have an eye condition. Autoimmune diseases,、uh, which means that the inner self they don't recognize itself, and doctors very scared and put me on the very large dose of the prednisone, and they they very scared because I have a twice attack. They have to dilate my pupil. The job what I have in a scrubbing in operating theater, you know,、uh, when they dilate my pupil, you know, I have to take time off again and then. All I heard from doctor is that what I can't do, Casey. You know, you you might losing your eyesight, can't have a third child, and all things like that. You know, I heard about 
I can't, I can't, I can't. It's very disempowering because in my whole life, you know, I want to teach myself what I can. But, you know, here, you know, I'm in a situation I can't. So the first time I experiencing really, what's the word, really frustrated. I want to be healthy, but physically, I don't know how. And I also asking all the colleagues and I specialists around, and I don't have a very good answer. And they say, my simply just have to wait for the attack. And I say, oh, no, I can't afford it. You know, I can't afford a third attack. And since that point, parent, since that point, I start taking the responsibility for my own health. Rather than I handed my health to the doctors. I think as a nurse, since I was 17 years old, and when I have an eye condition, I was about 30-something years old. So I've been working quite a long time in the hospital and seeing that the difference between being in a hospital or in the health industry. In the health industry, we actually empower people. What can you do? to avoid going to the hospital. But in the hospital system, it's very passive. Everybody's waiting until you get sick. In the pharmaceutical company, they want people to be in their industry, you know, because it's my life, it's my choice. And I step up. And also uh, one of the doctors told me that, hey, Casey, how about you be have a look good quality of supplement? And I say, wow, I say, okay, whatever that, it can help me. I would do that. At that time, I was in a, such a survival. You know, I don't know. You know, whatever that can help me, I was taking it on. It's very simple like that. And since then, because I've been responsible with my own health, I never have any eye condition. My health has been turned around. So when I say I've uh, been responsible for my health, it's a very big concept. I start eating well, exercise taking a good nutritional supplement and also start actually learning how to deal with my own stress. And again, I have also have a very big life as well. You know, my husband has his own business. And when I'm having a day off, I have to go to his computer store to help him out. So both myself and him, you know, we work every single minute. And because I can't see any other way, because actually, you know, I transforming my own health and then I realizing, wow, there's so many people around me, even the nurses and doctors. And you know what, Karen? And they told me, hey, Casey, don't be scared. I ha- I'm taking high blood pressure tablets. I'm taking the blood sugar uh, for my diabetes. And I'm thinking, wow, we in the health, but we are not so healthy. And... And from then on, I can see it so clearly. It's not like anyone told me that as a nurses or doctors, they are not healthy. So that's why actually right now, part of the business, what I'm in, part of the profit, we go back to the, the health professional. We want to help them as well. So going back actually, because I'm transforming my health, again, continue, I'm still transforming my health, you know, because health is never being stopped. It's kind of like a journey. It's a process. And then in 2008, I was able to say goodbye to being as a registered nurse and working for myself. Being as a, I call myself mompreneur, you know, entrepreneur, but I call myself mompreneur, you know, being as a mom, having a business 
And I think the victory is that being in charge of my own lifestyle, the doctor told me I cannot have a third child and I have a third child. And the doctor say, I mind losing my eyesight. I've been losing my eyesight. I have a very good eyesight. I have been helping thousands of people around the world. Some of them could be just like, you know, they want to step up with their health. Some people could be like me as a mom, doing what's possible, and they want to work the hours of what they can. And then in the company, in the health industry, what I'm in, I'm the leader in my industry. And then I have thousands and thousands of associates around me that actually sharing the vision that the world to be the healthiest family on earth. I have been helping with one of the ladies in particular I want to share with you. She herself, she's a migrant like me. She's from Mexico. She has been here for quite some time. And uh, before, when her husband was the... Her husband in her country is a pirate engineer. You know, the, they repaired the aeroplane and things like that. And then when they migrated to this country, and the husband uh, working in the Telstra, and when husband bring the money home, and she's working at home, and the whole family structure worked very well. But unfortunately, about eight years ago, about eight years ago, the husband had a three times car accident. So the whole dynamics of the family got changed. The husband used to bring money home, but right now he can't. And he making himself so wrong because he's, he cannot bring the money home. And then he becomes so depressed. And the wife used to be at home, never going out there to work. And right now she has to go to work. And when I met this lady, I can share it with you. The whole house is so down. It's kind of like when you walk into the house, you're experiencing being stopped from somewhere. And I say, you know what? There is more in life. It's kind of like a light bulb moment. And she said, she heard me say, there's more in life. And then I say, I'd love to show you my pathway. My pathway are able to transforming me. Because in my culture, I'm coming from China. We as a lady is more like in charge at home and husband's going outside to work. And I just talked to this lady. I said, I'm very familiar with your structure. And then actually she just come along and the business is what I'm in. And right now, not only she's able to bring the money home and she's really transforming the family. And the husband, also part of the family is uh, the business as well. And of course, before it should from someone the home just like almost a stock till now, there's a lot of battle, Karen. There are a lot of battle. I can vividly remember quite often when I see this lady and she doesn't know what to do. And then I say, you just don't know what you do, right? And she said, wow, my goodness, how come you, you know? I said, I've been there because I was making myself so wrong in my whole life till now. There's two things are very challenging. One, I'm almost losing my eyesight. And second, I retire my husband. The business what I'm in, in the income what I earn, I was able to retire him. And yeah, I know actually, you know, being in any business, you know that business can be up and down. The minute I retire him, I'm experiencing, oh, my 
children to become heavier because every single direction right now in the family is my direction now. Wow, you know, I've been unconsciously doing it, doing it. And when I become conscious, I feel, oh, quite often being as a female entrepreneur, we are doubting ourselves. So that's why, how can I overcome from having a job and having a business? Every day is a battle. Every day is a battle. And, you know, I actually quickly learned I have to get myself a business coach. And also being surrounded by the female entrepreneur like me. And then we are able to building up each other. I have so many battles. Someday I don't recognize myself because of someone like me, I go to work and I, I in charge of all the housework. But right now, I'm more in the forefront of the business and doing less at home. And my husband's totally opposite. He's someone in the business world and right now more at home. So in one day, you know, I... Sometimes when the stress is getting very high because I was sending my children go to the private school, and then I, I make everybody wrong. Of course, I'm making myself wrong. And that is not very empowering context, right? And I'm so blessed. I have a business coach, and she's just helping, helping me to see it. And she said, Casey, there's nothing wrong here. You're just confused with the role. I said, Really? I said, really making myself wrong. If anything that I cannot provide to my children, I'm making myself wrong so much. And she said, Casey, you know, there's more. You know, you might have to step up in the family also, you know, to make sure everybody have a role to be participate in the family. And I'm realizing to having a family relationship work, it's also just like a business. Actually, you have to make a structure work, you know, taking a time out with the husband, taking a time out with my children, and also spend time with them. So very quick, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I mean, not very quick. On the process, I discover in any area of my life, I have to have a structure. In any area of my life, I have to have a structure. And if any area of my life, if I don't have a structure, that area, it doesn't work. <laughs> That's what I quickly found out. And, and I'm still on the process to discovering. And I myself, I want to contribute money, the funding, in the education in my hometown. So I'm still having this kind of vision. And also... In the industry where I'm in, I was from zero, from, you know, building up from zero, and I was able to build up seven figures income. And, you know, uh, from job into the business. And every day, it's a new day. I wake up, I'm just so, what's the word? I wake up, I'm looking for the day. What can I do? Someday, you know, I can, I, I want to be honest with you. It's a roller coaster, having a family and having a business, and having a vision, want to contribute. It's a, such a battle. And battle in a way, you know, right now, I'm so blessed. Let's go back to when you decided to take care of your health and you got into a business. 
so when you said, you know, you started eating well and you started taking supplements and then that introduced you to the business. So talk to me about what attracted you to the business, which business it is, and what you do within that business. Okay, the business what I'm in is a supplementation. When doctor introduced to me about this company, very quick enough, I went through it, the comparative guide with all the supplementation in the market. And I'm realizing, because of being as a registered nurse, we don't know how to select the good vitamin. And when this doctor shared with me the vitamin, and at the beginning, I was very diligently doing, taking a products because I would do everything for my eyesight. And I'm very close observe, you know, how my body, uh, you know, taking these products. And I got more energy back. And I got my eyesight back. And because these products are helping me in my health, and then I start doing more study about this company, what this company can help me. And then I'm realizing, wow, because this company was founded by a scientist. And this scientist, first intention for him to found company is not because of the money. Uh, he's a very famous scientist, microbiologist, and immunologist. And he lost his father, and he also lost his mother, lost his father because his father is a heart attack, and his mother is a breast cancer. And he realizing in the whole wide world, we've done so much about the diagnostics. But in terms of the prevention, we haven't done much. So I'm very enlightened with his vision. It's because just simple that they are able to transforming my health. But I can't just say it's just from the supplement itself. Otherwise, I'll be misleading people. And then the more I understand the soil is being depleted, we are over-harvesting about the vegetable and fruits. We are very lack of micronutrition. And from then on, I started doing the research and doing how this company can help me and how can I help other people. From someone never doing any business, it's the most valuable decision I have ever uh, you know, choose in my own life. So I never look back. At the moment, I have my own lifestyle business and I have a business in four countries right now. How many uh, people have you got on your team? Sorry. So I can give you the accurate one. is about 14,000. I've got 14,000 associates around the world. And, um, okay, let me share because I didn't know that you want to ask me that but oh, no, it, that was just because I remembered you mentioning it the other day and I thought that is such a significant number of people that you've got yeah okay so the accurate one is at the moment in my organization I have 13,899 associates and I got 931 customers in the world so yes with the 14 years part-time, full-time, build up a business. Right now, what things driving me about my business is definitely my family and also the region I want to empower people around me. You know, I love to empower people to have a life that love. One of the things that's really intrigued me as we've been talking is you seem to have this real skill. There's two sides to it. First of all, you've got a real skill 
for seeing opportunity. But the second thing is you're also very aware that you make the most of every opportunity that comes your way. So you don't just see the opportunity, you actually seize the opportunity and make stuff happen. Is that a personality trait? Is it a cultural trait? Is it just something that you've decided you want to do in your life? What is it? What made you so, so single-minded and driven? Wow. I think actually, you know, for this one, it's a very, very good question, Karen. I don't know how did you pick this question. This is my favorite question. I think actually when I in the village, and how come I'm so driven is because I don't have any other way. Because actually if I want to come out from that village, I was very quickly find out if I don't do anything about it, I'll be in a, uh, in a rural area forever my life. Because my mom is illiterate. My mom is illiterate because in China, she's coming from very poor family and she's almost like an orphan. She lost her father when she's only three years old and she lost her mother when she's only five years old. And that's my mom. Her father, my grandpa, left my grandma with my father and auntie when my father is only a month old. My father is the only boy in the family. His sister, which is my auntie, she contracted with the polio. She's an older sister to him. He worked out that the only boy, he can't do much study and he had to come out from school in the primary and then he, have to, he has to do the farm work. In my family, we have a, such very limited material. But inside, mom and dad, they have a, such a love for us. You know, they, they share with us, you know, how important that right now, you know, this is situation what we have. They are not just like hiding. They say, that they go, this is what we have right now. As much as I want to help, I don't know how to help you. At that time, you know, I want to do well because I... I, I experiencing not enough. I always experiencing I'm not enough. So I have a such a such things running in my life. I have to do enough. I have to do enough because I'm not good enough. So same thing when I come to this country, you know, I'm thinking English is my second language. If I don't go to learn, get trained, I I have nowhere to go. I left the good professional uh, job in China. And I was the youngest author, general writer in China as a nurse when I was only 18 years old. And when I was 17 years old, I was becoming financially independent. I have to, of course, myself, have a scholarship. Wherever I go, because I, um, I have this kind of dream in, my, in myself, the burning desire, I want to help people. I really don't know how. But, you know, I, the more I learn about personal development, they say that if you have this kind of dream inside you, so burning, and I just have to go out there to find a way. And I make a joke with my husband. I, I say, I marry you. I marry you because I want to come to Australia. <laughs> You've talked a few times about opportunities, and it just seems to me like something has occurred, you know, some opportunity has occurred and you've just gone, yes, I'm doing that, like really decisive. But also you were able to see the opportunity for what it was. Is that something that comes naturally to you or were you looking out for that kind of thing? Ah, I think actually uh, very, very good. I think when I was, uh, because as a person, you've grown up, right? 
At the beginning, I was seeing the opportunity for myself. But right now, I'm more seeing the opportunity for others. How can I help others? And this one take me right off, completely off. So, you know, I, my focus right now is not myself anymore. I'm thinking, you know, say, for example, today, if I have this talk, I want to see that how can I inspire another person? And then this one, I, I would say, it's a, it's a learnable. It's a skill to learn. In anything, if I have a business having challenges and things like that, I would not cut the personal development. Because I know that only myself continue to grow myself and I'm able to, uh, you know, leading the big team and leading myself. Because if you want to lead a big team, I have to lead myself. And also, there's another thing I never want to cut is that business coach. Because I, my business coach can see, can see me bigger than what I see it myself. At one of the stage, I have to pay children's private education, and I have to contribute, and things like that. Things are getting very tough. But the thing is that actually it's a personal development. I always allocate the funding for personal development. I also are always allocating the funding for business coach. So I think actually I, I remember that, yeah, I do have a, this kind of design. But for me to want to go into the world, iconic leader, and which actually is my dream. I want to be the demonstration of my industry. And then for me as a person, I don't know how to get there. So I have to constantly inquire and discover what's next. So you were talking earlier on, like you were getting up at two or three in the morning to do your post-grad studies before work and getting the girls ready for school and everything. And then you said that if you don't put any focus into an area, if you don't have, um, I, don't, I can't remember the exact words you said, a goal or an outcome for that area, then nothing happens in it. How do you create the time to do everything that you got to do so in terms of structuring that's it you said if I, if I don't have a structure in an area of life nothing happens in it so how do you create the efficiency to be able to go okay so this area of my life that area of life the other area of life and I'm going to have a structure in all of them and then I've got to fit the whole thing into 24 hours and I've got to sleep and take care of myself and do everything else just give me an idea of how you do that and how you make it all happen and still not feel like you're overstressed and stretched. How do you do that? I think, Karen, I think to me, this one's still ongoing learning. I think you're asking, how can I balance my life? I think actually, uh, first of all, the career what I'm in, the business what I'm in, I'm very driven because a lot of people spend a lot of time in a nursing home and before they die. So it's not okay for me because actually there's a quite a big calling in my mind that how can I, how can I let people see it? Hey, you know, when you are still healthy, you know, you can look after your health because I'm reading the book, How to Influence Friends and Gain uh, Friendship, that one. There's only two important areas in our life is health and relationship. But everybody now health is important. How come people are not taking action? Because I'm not growing up like a straightaway, I, I have to eat salad, I have to eat healthy. Of course, I have a temptation. I want to uh, treat myself. But very quick enough, I find out, no, I have a calling. 
in it's kind of like a mission, you know. I think I would say I think it's kind of like a mission. And how to balancing that? Someday I was so unbalanced, you know. When I was uh, having a business uh, project, I would enroll my teenagers girl how they can help me. I remember that because I want one time I want to be the demonstration、uh, that my business work, and I have to pay my daughter's、uh, private tuition fee in the ten days. I have to costing about seventeen thousand, you know, seventeen thousand for the tuition fee. And then I talk to my husband. I said, you know what? This time I don't want to take from my、uh, deposit. How about if we costing it? And I just have to enroll my husband. I just have to enroll my daughters. I said, there you go. Mummy and daddy is gonna going out a lot right now. And then you're going to look after my, you're going to look after your brother. And、um, it's kind of like everybody, you know. I think you know, Karen is one thing actually being as an entrepreneur, finding a balance is someday is also very unbalanced. I'm walking this journey. I always reviewing my activity Sunday, and I'm realizing, wow, I haven't demonstrated, I haven't do anything for my families the week past, and then I have to schedule it in, and constantly I have to enroll my children. Being as a parent, some parents say, "Oh, I don't want to take my children." And do you know what? I love the every single trip with my children because I can talk to them. Because when they are in the teenagers, ah,、uh, in our time, I I say I offer to take you. You know what? Because I can share what is important in them, and they talk to me in everything. Mom, I have a boyfriend. Hey, la la la, like that. And it's such kind of connection. I just, just like Karen, like what you say. I value every opportunity. When I'm in a car with my children, I'm already thinking, how can we share each other? Every minute, I live with the purposes. Every minute, everything you know, I always have to put it in the diary. And when I put it in the diary, you know, I will make it happen. Say, for example, every Saturday is a family time. I will not touch my phone. Dinner time. I will not touch my phone. I have to be quite strict with myself, and then I, I train myself that way. I train myself that way because, say for someone right now, I'm with you. I don't think anything else. And same thing when I when I was with my children, I don't think anything else. I just be with them, and they are just like my friend, you know. So I think actually what you're saying that balancing,、uh, balancing. I'm very aware I'm balancing as well. And then I, I do the reflection. Whatever what I learn from the personal development, I applied in my life. It's not just like I'm going out there. I see it as one, one, one life. I only have this one life. I want to contribute to them, and this one life I want to live with integrity. I want to live it with empowerment. So, how does the integrity reflect itself in the team that you've got working under you? Because I'm sure it does. <laughs> and how, with with all that massive team that you've got working with you, how do you create integrity with those with that team? And what impact does it have on the team? Do you think on the people in your team? And Why do you want more people on your team? Why do you want people to know about this? Yeah, I think actually, in、uh, to be in my business, I think everybody realizing to be able to keep this team together is a culture what we build on. We become a better person rather than just bring more money in the family. 
what culture do you create within your team? Yep. What, because obviously to me it sounds like yours would be an attractive team to come on because you just said it's not about the money. The main priority is changing people's lives and changing their health and changing the way they think about things. And the money then follows on, but it's secondary. The main thing is about contributing to people. How do you create that culture? What do you do? Very good. I think this is a very good question. I actually, everybody in, in my team, we realizing it's not myself. It's not Casey running the team. We let the culture, the, the value running the business. And then we have the four value. And number one, because we are in the health industry, we do not only the premium products, and I always training my team, not only our, our products is number one in the world in terms of quality, how can we providing the quality of service and matching our quality of the our products? Okay, this is a health. We're always using the four words in our business, health, integrity, excellence, and community. The excellence in quality and excellence in the product quality, excellence in the community. We want to build up the community that works. And just like what you say, you know, because uh, people are along outside, you know, they got attracted. So many people, they're earning a lot of money and they got attracted. And then, you know, we always ask people, you know, on the feedback, hey, why do you say yes? Why do you buy products from me? Why are you in Casey's team? We're always providing this kind of feedback for people. And we see that here is inside our business. We always actually reaching outside. How can we help the community? Because who doesn't, you know, who doesn't want to have the four value of excellence, health, integrity, and community? So that's why we just, it's, this organization is just really evolving. And I can see that, you know, that's why the business is self-driving, you know. I don't need to be there to drive my business. It's these four words, it's these four distinctions driving the business. Something actually that is really important that I think in Western society we don't necessarily understand its importance is community. And I think we're just beginning to realise, I'm just beginning to realise, I'm talking about myself here, that community is actually key. If you're not part of a community, life's very, very difficult. But being part of a community where you've got people to support you and to connect with, is actually crucial in our lives. And a, a lot of people, particularly women, if they've been stay-at-home mums or anything, can feel completely disconnected from other people. Yeah, for these four values and in, in the business what I'm in, we're teaching each other. I mean, we're teaching each other how to add value to another person's life. Because this one, you know, again, is a skill we needed to train ourselves to add value to other people. We are not born, you know, just like know how to give. And then we have a, such a training system and then training ourselves how to give value to the people around you, to the community around us. And um, that's something that I'm proud of. Of course, obviously, it's a moment by moment. And that's every day what we are, what we are aware of. This has been just wonderful, Casey, to find out all this because I really get that for you, this is purely about making a difference. And that is just delightful, I've got to say. It's so heartwarming. Thank you. 
Karen, and, and do you know what I love to say, you know, uh, how we both can meet each other and recognize each other is because you are this person. If you are not this person, you cannot recognize, you cannot recognize the people's greatness. You know, the minute you are creating on the, on the course like what we both are on, and wow, I say, wow, this lady is a such, you know, she got a such things you want to give that back to the world. And I truly want to say that, you know, you are such, you are this person. And this morning I jumped on uh, this call, you know, I saw other people commenting about you providing a, such a safe space for people to share. And then I'm very present. A lot of women's story got hidden. And with your access, Karen, with your access, we as a women, we have voice. You, you very touched my heart. And truly, I really want to... Um, Acknowledge as a mom and the mom in the whole wide world. You are such a variable person for the family and the community. And I love you to continue to do uh, the things what you are doing. And and I love to be, uh, you know, please request from me how can I give it back to you? You've done a brilliant job today because just sharing your story, because like, you know, you were saying about your mum's story how you know your mum's parents died and how she's uneducated and everything else and then you make of your life what you have done and then you give to your daughters and your niece and your son even more that's that's what it's all about but it's we've got to share the stories for them to make a difference to people not just our own families but other people it's been lovely. Thank you so much. Seriously, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood podcast. Come and join us in our new Facebook group, the Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood group, where we'll discuss what happened in this podcast and all the other things that have got to do with midlife. I'll see you there.